0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Track 34, Super Bowl LVIII, otherwise known as Super Bowl 58, um, if you can't read Roman numerals. But we got the 49ers and the Chiefs in the 2024 Super Bowl. So last week we covered the championship round recap. We kind of took into some uh, to account some of the headlines cover- covering the upcoming Super Bowl. Um, and so we're going to dive deep into uh, the Super Bowl this week um you know we had the media day coverage and the pro bowl this past weekend uh which we're going to get into the pro bowl in 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 major depth obviously uh because it's just such an amazing event um uh, to show off your skills um and then we'll have a fun track ranking for you guys but this should be a pretty good super bowl there's a there's there's two major scripts here that I think are uh exciting to talk about I talked about them briefly in the previous pod uh, but yeah, we're going to get into that. But I'm your host, The Rook, and I'm joined by The Medical Guy. Um, and we're here to bring it to you and shatter the script. So if this is the first time listening to this podcast, which remember, you can like and subscribe to this podcast um, through our link tree on Instagram. You can find us at track.pod, or you can, you know, whatever application you're using, Spotify, YouTube, or Apple Music, you can click the download button, like, and you can follow us or subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, so we appreciate you guys sticking with us throughout this entire 2023 season. Uh, we'll have this episode and, this, and the episode after the Super Bowl to recap what happened. And then we're going to be moving into season two of the track podcast with a lot of cool new future, features. Um, so we're excited for that. Um, but yeah, let's let's get in right into um, our Shadow of the Script segment. And it's the Pro Bowl. So, um, yeah, woo, yeah. <laughs> so we got I did not, I doubt either of us even watched the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah. And that's kind of why we're talking about it is because they, they kind of put these accolades on a lot of these players these days where it's like, Oh, he's a seven time Pro Bowler. or, or yeah. And and I get it back in the day, the Pro Bowl used to be something different. We remember those days with Sean Taylor, you know, coming in there and rocking a punter on a fake punt, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, you know, the people like that. He was a menace in the middle of the field. You know, Brian Dawkins, players like that. Just kind of a different way of thinking of how to play the Pro Bowl. Um, and then Kevin Durant joined the NBA, and we've we've got a, we've gone soft. <laughs> no, nah. but um, no. So nowadays they do a, a different approach. They they kind of re the skill challenges. They've got you know the the pass the precision passing drills. You know, they've got Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Dan Orlovsky out there throwing footballs all the way around. So it's a lot hmm. different. It's more PR stunts than it is, um, you know, skills. And uh, we were just kind of saying they they use these accolades on these players these days. And I don't think it means anywhere near as much as what it used to um, because it honestly reminds me of Little League back in the day where it's yeah. like, oh, you know, you're, you're the coach's son or you're the popular one. Yeah, you're on the all-star team, sure. But there's seven other better players that were left behind because, <laughs> you know, nobody knew their name or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just like a popularity thing, but wh- what are your thoughts on, on the Pro Bowl in general, you know, players, um, being accoladed that, um, since I guess I would say since the rules kind of changed for it when they moved into flag football for the actual <laughs> game. Um, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on let's, let's shatter the script on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head right there with the
1: popularity contest thing and it kind of diminishes the actual award right. I think you, I think you've really summed it up pretty good about that part because, you know, like uh, last year or two years ago when Lamar Jackson got hurt, like Tyler Huntley made it yeah. and like not taking anything away from him, but like he had brutal stats and then like Daniel Jones made it and he threw for like 16 touchdowns on the year. And it's like, yeah. that's not an award anymore. That's a, Oh, nobody else wants to go to it. So like with Dak Prescott not being in the Pro Bowl, like someone fills in and is technically a Pro Bowler, and it's like, yes, that really just diminishes the the award and the and the stat. However, when you when it comes towards contract time, it's like, oh, Pro Bowler. And so I just wonder how much they take into consideration when they get into that point. The other point I have about it, and I'm kind of torn between two ways, is like, I think how they do it now is just super just fairy like. Like, I think it's just very weird that what they've made it into, but at the same time where it was going when they still played football was also like not fun to watch at all. Like, (laughs) like they had them like play, like playing a football game. However, it was like, you only get, you have to, it's like you count to five Mississippi, and then you can rush the the passer. It's like, well, I know it's like, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of talking out both sides of my mouth right now about it. But like, both ways kind of suck like they, they like they were just not necessarily yeah. fun to watch either way like i don't want to watch grown men play dodgeball right. but i also don't want to watch not football like i don't want to watch a bunch of people running around in pads and not hit anybody exactly. and so i think i think it would be cool if they went back to how they used to do it and like make the competitions like like more cooler like they used to be like furthest throw i like the accuracy thing yeah. you know doing like Honestly, I think it'd be cool to do like a like a combine type thing for the Pro Bowl, like make it actually interesting, like see like with Larry Allen, see who can bench 225 the most, like right. like stuff like that. But like doing dodgeball, like nobody wants to watch CeeDee <laughs> Lamb and Tyreek Hill play dodgeball, man. Like, yeah, uh, you know, I work at a junior college. I watch stuff similar to that every day and they call it a sport. Like, right. so I, I don't, I don't want to watch these people do it. So that's that's kind of my take on it is like, you know, why even have it? Like why have these weird little games and stuff like that? So it's just like, pick a, pick a way to go and like, at least make it, I don't know, I guess more aggressive, I guess, or more, I don't want to use the word manly, but more manly, like do like manly things. Like don't play dodgeball. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like that's the biggest thing I take away from it is that it's just the goofiest thing that I can think of to have, You know the one percent of one percent of athletes do is like, oh yeah, let's get them in here and throw. Yeah, let's play kickball.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Let's play frisbee golf. Um, yeah, and (laughs) like the Pro Bowl too. Like Dak didn't show up, obviously, and so I think Geno Smith like replaced him. So that's like a good point. You're like, is Geno Smith really a Pro Bowl? No, he didn't have a. he, He didn't play well most of the year, so it doesn't really mean anything that they're there. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, implementing the, the precision passing, um, that that's something that challenges your skills. That's not that's not easy to do. And that was kind of the, the highlight of the skills challenge. Um, but I think it's funny, like I've seen that multiple teammate or teams do these type of like content videos on TikTok and Instagram where it's like CD Lamb dominated dodgeball at the Pro Bowl <laughs> and like don't doubt his skills or whatever. And then yeah. I saw another post from, I think it was Dak, uh, Dallas Sportsman or Dak fan on Twitter. He was like, uh, <laughs> "CD Lamb in the Pro Bowl, 13 catches, 264 yards and, like, two touchdowns. I said, brother, it's the Pro Bowl. Yeah, Relax, like, pal. Yeah. Relax. It's flag like, football.
1: I feel like those players would just be happier if they were like, hey, you made the Pro Bowl. You can go have a vacation for a week and we'll just pay for it. Right, you yeah, can like walk a, around yeah, and do somewhere. stuff. Yeah, like you could just not do anything football or NFL related, but we'll pay for your vacation because you yeah. played so well this year rather than like, hey, we need y'all to like actually show up halfway functional after being out and wherever and then play dodgeball. It's like, yeah. you know, those guys are probably like halfway hung over, maybe still drunk, like, all right, guys, let's, let's not throw yeah. up on the turf. like. <laughs>
0: Exactly. And the last point I'll make is, you know, the the Pro Bowl used to kind of be this like uh well not used to, but um, like in baseball, like it means something to play the, the all star game because, you know, it has an effect on who gets home field advantage yeah. in the World Series. So there's there's an effort behind it. There's a there's a there's a game plan. There's we're going out here playing with the best athletes in the world, the 0.2 the percent of the 0.2 percent. Um, and to play lights out for a chance to give my team in my division a better chance at winning a World Series. Um, so yeah, like the, something like that might have been better, but everyone's to cancun at this point. Like, yeah, they're they're done, they're they're not playing for anything, or some of them just got eliminated just last week, and they're like, Yeah, you know, come over to Miami, Florida, and we'll play dodgeball. And you're like, I kind of yeah. want to spend time with my wife and newborn child.
1: Yeah, um, and like the points you make about like with base, like the baseball all-star game, like, one, it's halfway to the season, but, two, everybody yeah. gets in there and tries to throw it as hard as they can and swing as hard as they can. So why wouldn't you do that with football? Like, people try to get in there and, like, throw a football as far as they can or, like, yeah. run a 40-yard dash or see who's the strongest. Like, just stuff like that would be much more interesting than whatever they got going on right now.
0: Yeah, I saw – uh speaking of baseball and <clears throat> the all-star game, I, I saw a, a meme that said – They should do a home run derby with metal bats. Oh, yeah. And somebody replied to the tweet, and it was Mason Rudolph passed out (laughs) on the field, and it said a make-it-wish 12-year-old, you know, <laughs> in left field after Pete Alonso, like, makes a home run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After Adolis yeah. Garcia, it's a yeah. top yeah. Spin live drive. <laughs> right.
1: 125 <laughs> exit velo. Off the bat, yeah. yeah through this kid's chest. It's like, oh, right. God. <laughs>
0: yeah oh man. yeah exactly because we had a victim this year so i think or this past year i think somebody got hit and yeah the yeah hit in a freaking dome Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's terrible it's like heads yeah, up get, out there
1: you get these people out there that can't clap their hands trying to catch these absolute yeah. missiles
0: off the bat <laughs> 2024 you're gonna see kids out there with ride elves and visors you know <laughs> exactly. ready, ready to go so um all right. Yeah, so that's our shot of the script that was the pro bowl. Um who cares? Um <laughs> uh, we're going to get into Super Bowl predictions here. And there's kind of a lot. We're going to try and put as much depth into this Super Bowl as we can because obviously it's the the biggest event in uh, in sports television. But, you know, we're going to cover you know who who's going to ho- hoist the Lombardi trophy, um uh, who's going to be the MVP, Um, And we're also going to kind of go match for match in terms of roster, you know, head coach, quarterback, all the way down to defensive line and linebackers um, and who we would take on each side and maybe see, you know, which one we think would win based on just a head to head matchup position wise or head coach wise. Um, And then we'll get into, you know, the the betting part of the game and then we're going to get obviously into predictions and this, uh, who's going to hoist the trophy and whatnot. So, obviously, Chiefs, 49ers, Super Bowl, 58. Um, this is ho- hosted in Las Vegas. And there's a lot of comparisons to make here. So, we're going to start with the head coach. You know, Who would you take, the 49ers head coach or the Chiefs head coach? So, um, who would you rather take, Kyle Shanahan or or Andy Reid?
1: Uh, man, that one's tough. But, oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, I'm going. I'm going. I gotta go with Andy Reid.
0: Yeah, I had the same answer on that. I, he's got too much experience inside of a Super Bowl um, and just tenure. Uh, you know, he's been yeah. there a lot longer, and he's 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 done a lot more with a lot less, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it is close. So Kyle Shanahan. What is this? His second or third Super Bowl that he's. I would say yeah. second. Second, I think.
1: So second, yeah, because he made yeah. one with Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo not too long ago. Jimmy G. I think that
0: was in 2020,
1: right? Yeah. One row, one one the yeah. When the
0: world
1: Yeah. When the world
0: All right. Yeah, this one's kind of easy, but quarterback, Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy?
1: Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Junior. Yeah, I'm going Brock Purdy. <laughs> no, it's- yeah, there he yeah, go. Junior. <laughs>
0: junior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it ain't senior. Yeah, we ain't going that yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're we gonna put our. We actually. I'm gonna share my screen here. We actually have a mug shot. No, uh, no. Yeah, I'm just saying. they go no. I would actually do something like that. Yeah, um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco or Christian McCaffrey?
1: I think this is another easy one, Uh Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't doubt Isaiah Pacheco's effort, but I'm going Christian McCaffrey here. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, wide receiver. On the uh, Chiefs' side, you've got Rashi Rice, uh, Valdez Scantling, Justin Watson, um, I believe Richie James, and Kadarius Toney. And then on the 49ers' side, you've got you know Brandon Ayuk, Deba Samuel, if you want to count him, Jawan Jennings, and I believe Chris – no, Chris Conley's on the Chiefs. No, 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 he is on the 49ers. Um, yeah, so anyway, which wide receiver core would you take, the, uh, the Chiefs or the uh, 49ers?
1: Man, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with the 49ers. I think that's the better all around uh, wide receiver room right there. I mean, obviously, if the Chiefs wide receivers play like they've played the last couple of games, like it's a little different. Yeah. But like just seeing the history and all of years, like any moment, like, you know, first 12 games, Chiefs receivers could show up. And then all of a sudden, this is, this is a shit show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I'm actually, I'm going with the 49ers as well. I, I just think nice. they're more proven. Um, I think Juwan Jennings is actually pretty underrated. Um, yeah, he's he's a good third down receiver. Um, but Rashi Rice, I mean, next year I expect big things from him. Um, he's been an incredible asset to uh, Patrick Mahomes all year. Absolutely. Um, speaking of tight ends, I was going to say when uh, Travis Kelsey might disappear or be thinking <laughs> about, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, but uh, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey?
1: Man, this is this is a tough one, dude. Um, uh, oh, dude, I feel like Chris Collinsworth when you say that. Uh,
0: There we oh. go. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I
0: think
1: I'm gonna do it. I think George George Kittle is gonna have the better game.
0: When I had, yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> I think George Kittle has been one of the, if not the best, one of the best tight ends all year because he's been healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And just terms of playing the position and for what it's defined as, I mean, he is a, he's probably the best blocker in the NFL. He is the best blocker in the NFL in terms of the tight end position. Um, He plays his part well. So, uh, and Kelsey's getting up there with age. He's starstruck, but. Um, I, In this game in, in this scenario I think I would take George Kittle Yeah Um. Okay Now we'll move over To offensive line This one's a little trickier I think Because the Chiefs Offensive line's been Playing really well Yeah and The 49ers roster Is stacked At, at O-line Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to go With the 49ers O-line And
1: Just because Obviously they're great And whatnot But I think it's due to more Like obviously they're great players But their scheme, like with running the ball and doing stuff, I think that gives them the notch if we were just going man-to-man and whatnot, but that doesn't mean the Chiefs' offensive line is bad at all. Yeah. Um, I, I think if either team had – if it came down to controlling the ball and, you know, running the ball and stuff like that, I think they're both very good. Um, but I think that one's a lot closer than than people think, but I, I have to give the edge to the 49ers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I am going to do the same as well. I mean, the the Chiefs' offensive line, like you said, I mean, they they held. I think Patrick Mahomes to very minimal sacks in the playoffs. Yeah, um, and in all year this year as well. And whether that's credit to Mahomes running around the pocket and you know being able to avoid pressure, or just the fact that you know they've done a fantastic job. It goes both ways, and um, the Chiefs' offensive line is by no means not good. They're they're very good at, yeah. at what they do um and but the, yeah the 49ers with Trent Williams and I think they just I think they take the cake I mean that's the best left tackle in the game yeah uh, so okay moving on to the defense at edge we've got the 49ers or the Chiefs with 49ers having Nick Bosa Chase Young Randy Gregory and Armstead and then the Chiefs having Chris Jones George Carl and I'm probably missing one or two but um i if if me personally i'm i'm taking the 49ers by far um and and it's not to say that the chiefs aren't again it's not by much but they've got so much big names and talent at edge um that you know bosa can change the game in an instant chase young you know can change the game if his efforts there um yeah Honestly, this is just my gut instinct, but you could easily argue that Chris Jones and, you know, just them playing together as a unit, as a team, the Chiefs can be better than the 49ers at, at edge. I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying they could play better if they showed up.
1: Yeah. So this one is where I think the, the Chiefs don't get enough credit with their defense. And I saw uh, a tweet about, um, and it explained it well that like, if you look at the names, you're going to take 49ers. But if you look at like the actual player stat and everything like that, like the chiefs actually do a very good job on defense yeah. all the way through. Um, and just like, I mean, really, obviously both us sticks out because, you know, he is a game changer. He's, you know, all pro player, stuff like that. And then same with Chris Jones, man, I just think, I think Kansas City Chiefs defense kind of getting slept on a little bit, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the edge, and and defensive line. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think they do a very good job uh, controlling the line of the scrimmage. Obviously, they may not have the big names that get 17 sacks a year. I mean, Chris Jones a couple of years ago was that, um, yeah. and then George Carl Loftus and stuff like that. But I think they do a really good job controlling the line of scrimmage. You know, doing doing well to stop the run, and then I think with those linebackers and Steve Spagnoli where they bring a lot of pressure, I think it makes it to where they they give a lot of confusing looks wherever they're out on the field. So I'm gonna, yeah. have to go, I'm gonna have to go with the edge to the Chiefs defense with the with the uh, defensive line.
0: I like that spicy. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, into the secondary we go. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs. I yeah. I love uh, LeJerry Sneed. I think he's an incredible cornerback. He plays aggressive. He's a good tackler. Um, you know, he made those that great play against um, Zay Flowers in the previous matchup, you know, at the goal line. And he's he's been a great man-to-man and zone coverage cornerback all year. Um, now Tredavious Ward is good, almost just as good as a player. I would say he's a B plus corner. Um, but I think Sneed takes the cake and I, I like the the Chiefs secondary. I like how Steve Spagnola plays them. They play aggressive. Um, and like you said, they've been the loudest part of this Chiefs team all year. So
1: yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Um, I think you kind of you kind of summed it up really well. The Chiefs defense, you know, kind of knows who they are know they kinda play aggressive and know they they kind of have to play aggressive and whatnot, and you know, force those teams into making the perfect throw or or force those teams into making a mistake or anything like that. So I, I have to go with the Chiefs secondary.
0: Nice. Okay. And the last one are linebacker core. Um, and I, the Chiefs do have good linebackers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of cool names out there. They have depth is one thing. Is they've yeah. got four or five guys that can play linebacker um, at a at a very good professional level but I cannot doubt the best linebacker in football, Fred Warner, and the second best, (laughs) Yeah, I would say. I don't even – I don't know. I can't back that up, but I would say close to second best in Greenlaw. Um, Yeah. I mean, watching those two, when they get in a rhythm, it is nasty. It is scary. It's it's something that you as a receiver and a running back, you just don't want to see ever. Um, And so just their presence in general and their talent is – Coast to coast ability, Fred Warner's to get sideline to sideline and spear the shit out of you um, <laughs> is why I'm taking the 49ers.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You're you're dead on with that. Um, I think you're I think you're extremely right saying possibly one and two linebacker in the league, if not one and uh, both linebackers are top five or six. However, you want to rank them, uh, I don't think you could look past that. However, you look at it, um, I think they're very good. And like you said, very good at, at multiple things, whether it be coverage, whether it be sideline to sideline, whether it be pressure, whether it be you know, filling the gap or anything like that. They're very good at all of it. Um, and they don't just have one specialty that that's all they rely on. And I think that that's what gives them the cake over over the Chiefs and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So we mostly lean, you know, 49ers here when you're going head-to-head um, matchup here with just comparing rosters and head coaches. Um, but I mean that doesn't have anything to say. The the script may have something to say to that, <laughs> um, which we'll get into. But yeah, so the 49ers kind of take the cake in head-to-head analysis. Um, but we'll get into kind of some sporting bed odds. Uh the 49ers are minus one and a half favorites for the spread. Um, I, I think this is pretty interesting. I, I like it. I mean, the 49ers are the better roster team. I, I believe the Chiefs were favorites the first time they played. Yeah. Of course, that was a different year. Um but um, it, I like, I mean, it's, it's too small for like, it's the super Bowl is such a big game that they can't put a massive spread on this game. Like yeah. I can't imagine a matchup to where it would have been any greater than, than minus one and a half. Like if you had, let's say, let's just say that um, the uh, what's it called? The lions are in it and the Ravens. Now the spread in that scenario might be a little bit larger, you know, with, how the lions got shredded by the, the the ravens earlier in the season but a team of destiny versus a team a quarterback that's never been in the super bowl the betting odds um those people those those puppet masters they might have something else to say about it with the, with the spread you know that's that's the most spread out scenario i can think of um in terms of you know the contenders that were competing for the super bowl um yeah. but i like this i think uh you know i always told i told some co-workers I was just like, look, if I'm a betting betting man, I'm not touching this game. I'm just no. and I'll get into it why. But um, and then of course the over-under is 47 and a half. Um just expecting maybe a 23, 23 ball game here, maybe. So
1: yeah, that's pretty solid over under.
0: I like it. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to take either one of those bets, which one would you prefer? Would you prefer a spread or would you prefer the the over under? And neither of us oh, really go. Oh,
1: over under, over under. I'd take the the over under by far. Uh one and a half is like you just gotta be you gotta be for sure. Because I mean one and a half, like either way, um, and I, I don't know what the money line is or anything like that, but I mean if I if I was betting, I'm taking the Chiefs all the way. Yeah. Because you got Neville. the best quarter, you got the best quarterback in the league. Um, You've got a great defense and you've got a 49ers team that has actually struggled the last few times, especially on the defensive side. And you've seen their offense not necessarily kick it into gear until later on in the game. And so that's where I feel like. And then you've got all the bullshit coming out about how the 49ers are practicing on turf fields and you know the AC doesn't work and they don't have margaritas waiting out their door, whatever the hell they want to say. <laughs> um, but uh but if, if I was betting, which I don't, because you see how involved I can get into it and get carried away with it, yeah. I would I would have to take Chiefs Chiefs money line, Chiefs over.
0: Got it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree. I, I I like the uh, the over under here, because uh, I agree because the the spread. You gotta be sure. And I don't like backdoor covers. I've seen them too many times. Yeah. There will be texts in the group chat throughout the regular season We're like there's a backdoor cover. And you're like, oh yeah. Uh but you know, the over-under 23-23, these are both technically high-powered offenses. You 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 can see an, a scenario where they're going back and forth. And um, I would rather do that than say, Oh, they're for sure gonna win by more than two, or whatever the, the case would be. Yeah. Um Now, to who would uh, the cool thing with the over under, too, and I could be wrong on this because I've never actually betted on the over under, um, is I don't think you pick a winner, I think you just pick you're just picking the score, um, yeah. yeah, So, I mean, that's it's kind of I like that a lot better. I don't, I don't see a a, a 12 to 9 game here, so yeah, 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 and and with that, I mean, what is what does everybody
1: like to see points, right? right. So, why? Yeah. So it, you know, more points, more viewers. It's easier to just take the over. And like you said, like both these offenses are are good enough. Like they should be putting up points. So yeah. if they do, and they're playing in like prime conditions, grass field, whatever you wanna say. Um, and especially with it being in Vegas, they're trying to make as much money as they can. So like you wanna see you'll probably you'll probably see some some interesting things go on throughout the game.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that have that, that that help the offensive side of the ball a little more.
0: Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, let's get into predictions. So we, we've covered the, the bet, the sports betting side of the game. We've covered the head to head matchups. We've got the predictions now. Um, gosh. So I, I categorize mine into two separate ones where I've got the script and I've got mm-hmm. the shattered script. So, and I'll get into to mine, but I'll, I'll let you you pick your your score predictions and why you think that, and we'll just continue to to tackle it.
1: All right. So I have Kansas City 28, twenty eight twenty four. Um, I think, and I have my Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes. I'm kind of riding that out. I think he's. I think one the experience, two he's the best quarterback in the league um we just saw what they did last week and how you know he kind of even though the the second half they didn't do much on offense it didn't seem like the game was very out of control or out of his hands and you know in the biggest times you want the ball in his hands and it seems like in the last two games he could do no wrong right and so i think that's just how they're going to control the game i think that if You know, I think the 49ers, they've just been they've just been not like very good the last two games and they have pulled out wins. I think everybody can look at the last two games and been like, how the hell did the 49ers win that? Like two games in a row where that happened and credits to them and and Brock Purdy he's very good as well. But I just think I just think that the Chiefs are going to be better coached. I think the Chiefs are going to be, you know, are going to work better. They're going to they're going to execute better, and I think overall that defense is going to give fits to Brock Purdy, and, and then Patrick Mahomes is just going to do what he does.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I like those points, and we'll come back come back to them. Um, and then so mine is I got the Chiefs winning twenty seven to twenty one, and this is the script version. Um, and I think Travis Kelsey proposes proposes to Taylor Swift underneath the confetti. Uh, this is something i've been saying for 2 weeks now it would just make so much freaking money just everywhere just viewership magazines um social oh, yeah. media i mean you name it if he did this um he would it would just break the internet i mean i know tucker carlson's you know interviewing vladimir putin uh putin but it's like bro this is like look at this but yeah. you know and i, I the script you know the Super Bowl MVP for the script, I think, would be Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think he has eight receptions, 96 yards, and he gets two touchdowns. And they gave him gave him the MVP. And in this is, I call it the script because it's like your dream scenario. If you're a Swifty and if you're a, a master of puppets, and you're sitting there going, oh, you know this this is just pure like let's fuel put blame, put let's put fuel to the fire. And yeah. um, so is it likely? I don't know, but let's go the shattered script version. I've got the 49ers winning 30 to 26. Um and Sam Darnold that, MVP. Oh Sam Darnold, yeah. <laughs> DFC masterclass, 49ers hold first half lead. Brock Purdy takes the Super Bowl MVP going 24 37, 276 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. But we're gonna get the script version. I'm just telling y'all. You, yeah, you, yeah. you can't doubt Mr. Inevitable. The shattered script version is just me saying that the 49ers are a better roster team. I, um that on paper, and yeah. they've been a juggernaut all year. But yes, you're right. And then I want to we'll come back to get the points you made. Is that those two playoff games that they had before, they were not in control of the game. They they were playing from behind, and that is not a comfortable situation for Bot for Brock Purdy. Um, However, he did get away with it. You know, playing a a quarterback his first time in the playoffs, that's Jordan Love. Wasn't supposed to be him, but, you know, they surprised a lot of people there. Um, And then you move on into the Lions game where they just smoked the 49ers in the first half, and you got the defense making these plays, Dan Campbell going for it on fourth and three, and giving the 49ers an opportunity to get back into the game and thus win the game. So it ain't going to be that easy when you get Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes yeah. does one thing really well. It's called inevitability. And <laughs> whenever you get the lead with Patrick Mahomes, nine times out of nine times he's going to win the game. Um, yeah, he is the best in the game at it. And I know I'm glazing at him right now. I guess. Yeah, but, you are, bro. Yeah, That's but great. this is—it's just the <laughs> truth. <laughs> Sus. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but yeah. yeah 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 i mean if you, what what further comments do you have on it
1: no i mean that you made like really good points is that like you know the 49ers like they haven't played like i mean like the, yes the lions were good but like dan campbell said after his interview and i think after or uh, after yeah after the game where they lost and i think you mentioned it on the pod last week about now we're the ones with the targets on their back right Yeah, they weren't expected to be there Neither were the Packers, and they still like, they still had troubles with those teams, but they are very good teams. Don't get me wrong. The Dallas Cowboys got, you know, shit pumped by the by the uh, Packers and whatnot. Yeah. But like, just for them to look that bad was very concerning for me because, I mean, the Lions like, like you said, just like steamrolled them in the first half, and for you to just not put that game away or, or really not look good for a whole half and then, and then lose like that. I mean, you're not going to have that with an Andy Reed coach team and a Patrick Mahomes led team. So yeah. they're going to have to play, I mean, as perfect as they can or else, you know, there, there's not going to be any of that. Oh, you know, we're going to be able to come back in the, in the fourth quarter. Like I, I just don't see that happening. So, um, yeah. But at, the reason I made the Sam Darnold comment is because I saw something. There was like a uh, 4,500 to one odds that Sam Darnold won MVP. And someone was like, <laughs> like, like puts money on it. And I was like, that'd be nuts if like, you know, Brock Purdy has a shitty, has like a shitty, like quarter and a half, like couple picks or whatever. And they're just like, all right, Darnold, get in there. And he just leads them to the promise plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, well, I'll get into that in a second. But, you know, to mention first, Joe Buck uh, – gosh, I was going to get to that. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, his playoff run was much more impressive because he was beating – he he went against two MVP candidates. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And in both of those scenarios, he proved that he was the better quarterback with yeah. a whole lot less. Um, and, yes – Josh Allen could have tied that game to go into OT, but we've seen an OT between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes before, so I'm not saying it was a guaranteed win for Patrick or for Josh Allen if that field goal was made. Um, yeah, but Josh Allen did play well enough to win, and then you go into Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was encapsulated by this by this Chiefs team. And I'm not sure if that's a word. I've, I've heard it before. I think. Yeah, but yeah. you got it, and. I was just like, this That's what we call Mr. Inevitable. So, um, it's just a very impressive run there. It looked like Mahomes was meant to be there. Um, and he was built for the, for the when the lights are bright. Uh, Um, but yeah, like to get into, go ahead. What
1: he did it and he did it against defenses that are equally, if not better than the 49ers. And like the points you made, like he did it against MVP quarterbacks and I mean, just incredible defenses. Like Baltimore Ravens defense was talked about like, they were the second coming of Christ of a defense. And um, I mean, he did it against them and it was honestly pretty handedly too. So, I mean, it, it's just going to be interesting. To see how, see how it plays out, man.
0: Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say is I saw Joe Buck commented on going oh. to the Las Vegas game and said that he wanted no part of it based on paraphrasing. He said he wanted basically no part of it because he thought it was Vegas and something weird was going to happen and he thinks it's not going to be good, and I'm like, "What is? What does this dude Joe Buck know? They're like, what what is going on here?" And so I was thinking, you know, the, yeah the 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 Illuminati, the
1: Illuminati,
0: yeah, the all bro. seeing like, eye. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the camera. Um, and <laughs> so I was thinking, and this is, we're gonna say Project Bluebeam occurs at <laughs> Las Vegas Stadium, and Aliens will invade Las Vegas Stadium at halftime during Usher's performance as he's singing Hey Daddy with his shirt off, sweating yes. with an eight-pack of abs. And you're going to see little beings and hovered aircraft And the, when they open for fireworks. And they're going to go, wait, what is that? What are all these lights? This time they're turning on a lot more lights than last time. And we're going to see holographic beings from above. And Joe Buck's going to say, that is a disgusting act. Oh my god. That that is that is disgusting. It's gonna be Randy Moss mooning the crowd in holograms. No, but he did say that. I'm not joking about those comments oh about god. he said. He said something weird was he thought something weird was gonna happen at the Super Bowl, which I thought was really weird. Um, like CIA intelligence yeah. espionage type shit. So, <laughs> you're <a> jackass, man. <laughs>
1: He took that and ran with it. I was like, where is this going?
0: Oh, my God. I can get out and ramble now. Uh, anyway, so, okay. So, we we have the Chiefs basically winning the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, the Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey winning Super Bowl MVP. And, you know, we talked about the headlines last week. Yes, you know, the confetti will come down. Taylor Swift will be in the podium with Travis Kelsey. It will make headlines. That's what we think the script is. So, um, but yeah, let's get into our, uh, that covers the Super Bowl. So you guys enjoy your weekends, drink responsibly, you know, be safe out there. Don't do anything stupid. Um, you know, hang out with your boys, drink some garage beers, play some pool. Um, garage beers. Yes. Yeah. So if you're in Vegas, you know, I doubt you are because most of our clientele is in Houston, but, um, uh, <laughs> just be careful out there, gentlemen, have a good time. Um, that being said, I'm going to be the craziest one ever. So, yeah. um, okay, let's get into our track ranking. We want to cover our <laughs> we want to cover our top three Super Bowl moments. This is from any anything from commercials to uh, you know plays to games to anything. So, I'll let you go first. I, I've been rambling a bit. So. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, actually, my first
1: one, obviously, honorable mention. However, this is an honorable mention uh DB list or nominee for a Super Bowl and it is the 2019 Maroon 5 halftime show um i think we i think we all either remember it or try to delete it from our memory as quick as we can you know you had Adam Levine up there you know just just a weird a very odd like halftime just Super Bowl just playing like payphone at halftime and you're just like everybody's just like what
0: I'm out of payphone.
1: yeah exactly and it was just like we couldn't find anybody else and we got this dude up here yeah, and I think it was the in crap. the midst of like so like I was reading it was in the midst like that's when everybody was like uh boycotting doing the halftime show due to the uh Colin Kaepernick controversy and so I think they asked like all these people, and they were like, "No, we stand with Colin like Kaepernick, kind of stuff." And then, you know, Adam Levine was like, "Oh, I'll do it." And like, <laughs> I think he brought Travis Scott out there too. And it was just like, "Turn up!" Dude. Yeah. yeah, we were like, "What are we doing?" And yeah. it was it was bad. So that's that's one I uh, I remember just watching the halftime and just being like. Yeah, let's flip this on now. Let's go to the, the Puppy Bowl or whatever it is that they <laughs> yeah, play during yeah, it. the Puppy
0: Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you were watching that Super Bowl had that performance on LSD, you'd be on a different planet. Um, but, you know, mine is, speaking of puppies, <laughs> mine honorable mention was the, the Budweiser commercial with the dog and the horse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was – I mean, that'll make a grown man cry. Uh so oh, that's, that's a fantastic commercial. Uh, I've always been a fan of the – the commercials from 2010 to 2020, I thought they were amazing, and then ever since COVID, I feel like the commercials have gotten you know less good. I, I just haven't yes. really enjoyed them as much. Uh, Agree. That, that could be that could be <laughs> nostalgia. I don't know. I um, no, 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 no. You're right. <laughs> they've been, they've <laughs> definitely they've definitely been less good. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. Some, uh, someone someone call them ass ass. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah exactly okay uh your gold ranking so my
1: gold and so you probably don't remember this one this just shows how old i am um but in 2000 they had a i, don't the time, I believe so. it yeah, yeah you were like what two um and so and i think it was two it was 2000 i think it was a mountain dew commercial and it was a it was a infamous commercial where it had all your buddies on the phone and they were screaming "what" to everybody. Oh. And so that was the commercial during the Super Bowl. That's when it first aired. I remember watching that and then growing, like being a, a seven to 12 year old at that time, like that's all you did. Like, you know, bless, bless our parents' hearts growing up then yeah. because that went on for like five or six years of just everybody just yelling what's up or calling your buddy on the, the landline and just be like, <laughs> and it's like, I just know our parents were like, yeah, they may, our kids might be on the spectrum. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they, they might be <laughs> the yeah, in right
0: my mouth, man. Yeah.
1: They're like calling the doctor. They're like, yeah,
0: doctor. So, and so we need to have an appointment tomorrow something's yeah, wrong with this kid yeah, we gotta bring this guy in he may have something extra in him. You know, there,
1: so. yeah or something less I don't That's know less, yeah. no, I remember that one and like like everybody knows like when you say like like
0: everybody's
1: like, Wah, like, Wah, like, Wah, like Wah.
0: yeah yeah, so. yeah don't worry we had YOLO I think that was a little bit worse yeah yeah so, I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> yeah, Yolo, you know, I remember uh, that yeah was still. yeah Yellow, bro, you only live once. Yeah, screw off.
1: Uh, yeah, that shit
0: sucks. Yeah, then there was a, <laughs> yeah, this shit sucks. Then there was a two-year period of uh, sodded. That was that was everywhere. Everyone. Oh, says, that, was still, that, was yeah, that was still that good. was still good. That was good. That's fine. Sodded. 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 It's Wednesday.
1: It's Wednesday,
0: my dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay uh my gold i'm sorry it's not a commercial but uh i'm going to san antonio holmes end zone catch and this is in 2009 the Steelers win this game you know 27 to 23 it was a six yard touchdown catch with 35 seconds left the reason i'm putting this in this was in 2009 like i mentioned i, I was nine years old when this happened the reason i'm putting it in here is because it's the first super bowl that i remember um and i remember watching the entire game and going Oh my god, I love football. Like, this is amazing. This is the Super Bowl. And um, I had the 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 Madden game. I used to get my my teeth kicked in by my brother in Madden 09, Madden 08, whatever that one was. I know it's like a year ahead, but I remember the cover was uh I think it was Larry Fitzgerald and Heinz Ward, and I used to have a yeah. PSP and I'd play it during on road trips. I'd be playing Madden on the PSP, and I was just like, Oh, I'm trying to Mimic the Santonio Holmes catch. Um, so there's was an iconic one. It, it it was it's something that got me into watching the um the Super Bowl in death at a, at a young age. So um, Santonio Holmes that was a just a fantastic uh, catch. It's one I uh, and it's it's always like rent-free in my head. It's like damn, that catch was nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was a good one. Okay, your platinum.
1: Yeah, so my platinum and I mean My list has been my list is more like just most memorable, like stuff that just sticks out. Yeah. And it's going to I don't want it to come off as weird, but like the 2004 Super Bowl when like the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson mishap. Do You remember (laughs) that one? You probably don't. It was a while
0: ago. It was was that 2000 like early 2010s or it was 2004.
1: Yeah. And so, (laughs) yeah, so you'd have been you'd have been four four years old, I guess. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't remember that. But <laughs> basically what they were doing, halftime show, they were dancing and they were supposed to do something where they like ripped an article of clothing off, but it was supposed to be like an article of clothing to reveal another article of clothing, like something like that. And they ripped it off and it all came off and her <laughs> boob just popped out. And yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. everybody going to school like the next day, like, hey bro, did you see that? Did you see that? We're all like bro, 10 years old. Pants. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, the people were like, God, I feel so old saying this, but like people back then that had like TVs that could like stop it. Like you could DVR back then, like you could do that, whatever. Now, back then, you only had like certain things and you're like, your buddies be like, yeah, dude, I stole the remote, like stopped it on there, like look. And it's like, oh my God. (laughs) So I just remember that because it was talked about forever, like it was like a war crime and it was just like an accident. And people acted like it was on there for forever, but it was like, boom. And then they, she like hid, but it was just one that just was talked about so much that I Honestly, that I can yeah. remember from the Super Bowl and whatnot. But it was, and it was also an interesting pairing. It was like Justin yeah, Janet Timberlake Jackson. and Janet Jackson, and that was when when JTM was was young, dude. So yeah, you
0: he was young, one. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Damn, dude. I can't believe I have, they must have put that shit in the Vatican archives. i I've never heard of that. I, I, i'll I mean, send I knew, it to you wait what yeah, huh? yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get the link and it says pornhub you're like yeah. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> chunk that phone across the room um but all right yeah mine was <laughs> mine was um, my platinum is the the m M&M, m the brisk m M&M super bowl commercial and so here we go <laughs> let's see if it plays let me know if you hear the audio on this like immediately you hear
1: it? Yeah. He has to do commercials all the time. And I always say the same thing. First, I need some hot chicks. Second, we film at my house, so I ain't gotta go anywhere.
0: Third, I record my own song.
1: No. Bring it. Cool, refreshing, nice tea, drink it. Oh, wardrobe malfunction. But once I try their product, I always hate them. What oh, bounce. Bounce. Don't hey. work. The wardrobe malfunction—that's the joke right there. Can't change your name to Eminem's Yo
0: Bring it, mother, 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 mother,
1: you. See,
0: that's why I don't do commercials, dude. The that commercial used to crack me up so much. I was watching, it, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the that's the reference right there. Janet Jackson, Perfect Platinum. You're welcome. Um, without even knowing it. But um dude, I used to, me and my brothers used to make fun of that last part. It was like, no, you can't change your name, to Eminem, shut up mother, 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 yeah. mother. <laughs> pushes him off the clip. That's why I don't do commercials and flips the hood at the end. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's a fantastic one. Um there First, are workers. high in chicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Want to try the products? I always hate them. So uh but there's a... There's more Brisk commercials. I think there was there's a Ozzy Osbourne one that was really oh, good. Yeah. Um, grow a front, but you know whatever that he's saying, yeah. whatever. Go on another cruise. You can't say darn, shoot or fudge. You know all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, and then there was a Darth Maul and Yoda Brisk commercial. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, but yeah, that. So yeah, the Brisk commercials are pretty legit. But Eminem was takes the cake.
1: Absolutely. That's. <laughs> that's a good one yeah all right well my diamond one i actually did a game this time it's kind of boring but and i think the last part i was on uh it's one of my most uh favorite playoff games but it was a the 28 to 3 comeback from the the patriots in that super bowl i still like when you just think still to this day when you think about it it's like like when your team goes down like like in the the cowboys and packers game like That game makes me think, like, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. And, like, even though you know there's not. But, like, remembering that game and being down 28-3 to and being able to come back and win that, you just always, always leaves a little doubt in your head. And to do that in a Super Bowl is nuts. Yeah. Because I think when – I think I saw a picture the other day, like, going into the fourth quarter, it was, like, 28-12. to So it wasn't like it was twenty eight to twenty one going into the fourth quarter. Like it was still a big comeback that had to happen. Yeah. So that that's yeah. one of that's my diamond ranking.
0: I was very close to putting that one as my diamond ranking. Like I had yeah. it typed out and everything, and I was like, mm. and then I switched it to the the twenty fifteen Russell Wilson interception at the goal line versus uh, the yeah. Patriots. So another Tom Brady game. Because mm-hmm. um, this one, it echoes in eternity even today, yeah. they're still making comments on it, you know, on Thursday night football, um, on CBS, you know, wherever you, you have it saying like, run the damn ball, run the ball. You're on the one, you know, you have the best running back in the game, the most physical, physical running back in the game, run the ball. And, you know, still cracking jokes about it to this day. And I remember watching that. And at this time, I will admit, I was a, a Tom Brady hater. Uh, I, I was an Aaron Rodgers guy. I, I was saying that he was a system quarterback and blah, blah, blah. And it's defense. And, and then I saw this game, and I I about lost my shit. I was just like, <laughs> I cannot believe that we just gave this dude a Super Bowl on that kind of play. And then Malcolm Butler was like the savior of the city um, for like three years, but he wasn't that good of a player, you know, shortly after, I would say. I mean, I don't want to quote on that. I think he was still a pretty solid player. But, um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it was incredible play by Malcolm Butler. It's such a stupid call. Um, it was almost like well, that's a cowboy move right there. It's kind of what. It was oh, like. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah that that's my diamond ranking. Um, nice. So, yeah. Any vibraniums? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was thinking the vibranium
1: one was going to be the the Budweiser one you picked.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. Could
1: flip that one's either way. That yeah. one's a good one, and I can't remember if the core's light one the the when they first introduced like the bullet train, like the silver bullet, like logo or whatever, I couldn't remember if that was Super Bowl or not, but I remember, I remember that one being, being wild. And then the real man of, of, uh, genius ones. I don't know if you remember those, but
0: those are, those are hilarious. Do you remember yeah. those? I don't think so. I, I remember the Doritos commercials the most. Oh, I almost put that one on there. Yeah. The Doritos were really good. One of the, my favorites is he's uh he's at date night. And he's like, you know, he's got the power of the flames or whatever. And he's, she's like, he's like, do you have a cat? And she's like, yeah. And he starts sneezing everywhere, and like, there's I think the house catches on fire or whatever. Just yeah, I mean yeah. Let me, really
1: I I have to share the uh, real man of genius one. I can't you when I play this, you're gonna be like, oh
0: yeah yeah, I've seen this. Or the uh, the Doritos time machine, and then the Doritos one uh, where the baby wants a Dorito. When they're trying to get over the, ba- the baby, and he yanks the burrito. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's an adult. Baby comes out. Don't mess with my mama. Don't mess with my. Yeah. Okay, here we all go. Right. I see it. You see it? Yeah. All right, here Let's we see. go. scope go full screen.
1: Full screen. So I don't look at all my other stuff. <laughs> Jason Whitlock.
0: Big Mom. Horse Company presents Real Men of Genius. Real <laughs> Men of Genius.
1: Today we salute you, Mr. Really Bad to Wearer. Mr.
0: Really
1: Bad Wearer. More than any neon sign or exploding scoreboard ever could, your Chrome Dome cover says, Hey guys, look at me.
0: What could you be thinking? You think it
1: looks natural, but it couldn't look phonier if it had a chin strap. I look at you made of space age fibers it can repel anything rain wind snow and especially young women
0: i don't think so, so
1: crack open an ice cold budweiser mr stud in a rug then crack open another for that thing on your head
0: i don't think it sounds straight <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, there's like six minutes of like those commercials on that video. And I do remember all so. like that. They're so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, let's go through our updates around the NFL. We got some important coaching updates for you guys. Um, so we figured out, you know, we covered in the last podcast that that Dan Quinn was going to be joining the Washington Commanders as the head coach. And we also kind of talked about that Cliff Kingsbury was going to be the, the the Raiders offensive coordinator, but it turns out there's a lot of moving parts here. Um yeah. we figured out that Cliff Kingsbury backed out of the Raiders office coordinator job and will join the Commanders as OC. Well, when this happened it was before they announced anything to do with Eric Bieniemy who was the current Commanders OC and he was listed on their uh their website still as part of the staff, and then less than twenty-four hours later, after news was kind of breaking on Twitter and there was a little bit of chatter about it, Dan Quinn confirmed that Eric Bieniemy will not be returning to the Commanders coaching staff. Um, and Schefter reported on it as well. Um, this is weird to me. I mean, they just hired Eric Bieniemy, and I thought it was really a, a succession. Ordeal where he was going to eventually become the head coach because they talked so much game about Eric Bieniemy when he was supposed to get a job, and yeah. they made it this big race issue and blah blah blah, which we won't won't get into that obviously. But just you know, it was like this big ordeal. He has to have this job. He's qualified to have this job, and then they replaced mm-hmm. him with Cliff Kingsbury, and no one's talking about it. And no one has said a word about it. It's like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Eric yeah. is going to go somewhere else, and it's just like. <laughs> It's kind of like the the mainstream media's perfect storm is the way that these things happen. They just sweep it under the rug. But I I thought it was kind of wrong of the commanders to do, um, but I get it. Dan Quinn's going to bring over his guys. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, you know, the enemy, I mean, his quarterback had uh, one of the most passing yards in the NFL this year. They saw some good things in terms of the passing game and, um, I think the enemy will work somewhere else. I'm not sure where, but I think he's yeah. going to do fine somewhere else. Um, but this is kind of weird. I, but Dan Quinn's going to—he's got his guys, I believe. Did Joe Witt go with uh, uh yes. Dan Quinn to yeah to yes. Washington? So he was uh he was the Cowboys defensive something uh. It's like pass game coordinator. Yes. Yeah. He's not the DB coach. That's Al Harris. Yeah. Yeah. He was a passing coordinator.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was just strange how, like, within like, I feel like it was only within like twenty four hours, it was like Kings Kingsbury to the Raiders, and he's not, then he's with the Commanders. Commanders have an OC, and it's like weird. And then I know we, I don't, I don't. Are we doing a DB list this this pod or no?
0: Yes, yes. Okay, cool.
1: Then I'm gonna say, Uh, but, but yeah, it was just strange. Um, But. My I guess opinion on Eric Bienemy is like he was like with Andy Reed for so long and everybody talked about him, how the offense was B enemy, not Reed, Reid not B enemy. And then, you know, they they played that last year or whatever, and enemy left and they were like, oh, Okay, cool, he's getting out of the Andy Reed shadow, whatever. And that this was literally just a lateral move to then Ron Rivera wasn't gonna stay there very long anyway. And then he'd be the HC. And so um, to me, it kind of shows something when you go, what, like seven years now of doing head coaching interviews and never getting one. And then like you go to a place where you're basically like, Hey, you're going to have the head coaching job after this guy's done because it was a change in ownership, a, a change in head coach. And it's like, you got an offensive minded guy. That's how they like to go. Uh, nowadays with hiring head coaches. And then it's like, still doesn't get hired. Maybe it says something about the the person. And then like a new coach gets hired and, you know, the OC that's there was OC for Patrick Mahomes when he was very good and still is very good. And he's turned Sam Howell into someone who's, you know, has a good thing, has bad things, like you said as well. And that new head coach is still like, nah, we'll see you like that's got to be like, yeah, you can bring up race. You can bring up whatever you want. But like at, sooner or later, that's got to say something about the person, right? Like, yeah. is he not a good interviewer? Is he actually not that great of his job? Is he a dickhead? Like, you never know. And so that, you know, to lead us into our next topic, I guess, that's who was going to be there. Were two DB list candidates. And this was number one was Eric Bieniemy yes. literally talking about for the last few years of him being a head coach, deserves it, deserves it, deserves it. You know, makes a lateral move, gets to a lateral move, does okay. And then you get in that situation and you get a new head coach and it's like, hell yeah, we're raring, we're roaring, we're ready to go. And then that, <laughs> the head coach hires a dude for your position while you're still under that position name. Like still on the website. It was almost so like, like oh, oh,
0: shit, my bad. Sorry, you're gone. Bye.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh damn, we forgot to fire that guy. Yeah, tell him he's fired. Like, <laughs> right, like, yeah. give him the call. So that was that was rough, and just like you said, It's just like kind of odd, awkward situation. Like for a billion dollar company, a multi billion dollar company, and you got all these moving parts. Like, might want to, might want to yeah. handle it a little better. Might need to go a little smoother than just like, oh shit, we probably need to fire. We can't have two OCS. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I guess, just,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and then don't want to talk. Bad on the person it represents, but the second DB candidate, I think we all know where this is going. Is is Patrick Mahomes (laughs) senior? Like, I was waiting for it. Like, brother, like you're you're you got no excuse right now. Like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has basically been like Patrick Mahomes junior has basically been like. You know, he went through the whole ordeal in the first part of his career, where you know some of his family members got a little too involved, made too many headlines, and he finally gave them some "shut the hell up" money and like be quiet because that's what happened. It's you could say it however you want, but he basically said like, "Hey, y'all need to be quiet and make my name not a another headline besides me being good at football. I don't need to be getting on Twitter or social media and see." You know, my significant other pouring drinks on somebody, or yelling all over the place, right. or yeah. you know, sexual assault again allegations. Like, go, go home and act right. It puts and then it like
0: puts stress on like me at Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know as well. You know, it's just like it's another weight to carry. Because literally, you know, the
1: I mean, he's essentially my age. He's about to play one of the biggest games of his life, and media people are asking. Hey, can you give us any updates on your dad who just got arrested for a DU for his third DUI? Don't know if you know this, but on yep, the, third, your third yep. one, that turns into a felony, and you get you could get two to 15 years in, in prison. Yep. And so um to me, that's that just kind of that gets you on an ultimate DB list. You never wanna obviously never want to be on the D B list, but to put like to do all the to have all these things kind of there for you. And do all these things and then to put your kid in a bad situation like that, as well as your other family and hopefully more news comes out that, you know, maybe there's miscommunication, maybe there's something else. I'm hoping for that. But how it's looking right now is there's and yeah. And I mean, the thing is, you had two before. And so, like, for me, it's like, you don't have a you don't have an Uber, you don't have a driver or something right somewhere like into to to me, that that gets you on the DB list. One, for obviously what he did. Two, for just putting your son in just such a brutal situation because you know he's got to sit there and try to answer those questions. And I think he did. It's just like, all he can say is like, yeah, it's a family matter. We're going to keep it in the family, which is the right answer. But, I mean, you can imagine what he probably wants to say. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> so those are my two DB lists is Eric bien having a job or I guess having the title of a job while the new head coach hires someone for your job while you currently still hold the position, apparently. And then Patrick Mahomes Sr. getting his third DUI.
0: Yeah. And the, the one comment I'll make on, you know, the DB list of uh, uh, Eric Bienemy is if you remember this, when we first started the podcast last year, it was around this time, is we – talked about when he was hired and made that lateral move. And we kind of broke the script on it and said, we had, we kind of attacked all pill- pillars of the like me and the kid. And I said that his performance, you know, as a head coach and, you know, his offensive coordinator resume and that he wasn't actually calling the plays in Kansas City, yep. that those things aren't – they don't ignore those things. and Because I, I know he's an office coordinator at Colorado and things got worse when he was there before – before his previous guy, and that could be recruiting, that could be whatever. And then he got to Kansas City and he's doing, you know, he's office coordinator, but he's not calling the plays like Schottenheimer. Nobody calls, nobody gave Schottenheimer any credit for, <laughs> no. for what Dallas did this year. He had the same exact role as Viennemi, essentially. So um, it kind of came full circle here, and you might be on to something there. And it's not something you want to hear for a guy like uh, Eric Viennemi, who, you know, who might have a promising career going forward. But you know, it could tell you something that there's an underlying issue here that's uh, beyond the game of football uh, or in the game of football. Um, so it, it, we don't know that for sure, but we can only speculate yeah. that you know, after seven, eight years, you're only making lateral moves. Um, if we see something below that, you know, come up when he, with this new job, that he's going to get, we could have some major concerns for, um, I guess, his progression and his road to glory to be a head coach. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Let's finish off with our tracking the boys segment, and this is going to be short and simple, short and quick. Um, you know, obviously, we know the Super Bowl is is uh, is coming up, and so we we found some, we got some things we're going to talk about for the Dallas Cowboys, and that and that has pertained with free agency and how we're going to attack it. But I, I kind of saw this nice little um, little post here that talked about some notable. F- Cowboys free agents and whether or not we should sign them or, or let them walk. And I'll share my screen here and show those ty- types of t- those types of cats. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Yeah. So you got, these are the notable free agents for the Dallas Cowboys. You got Tyron Smith, Tony Pollard, Tyler Biadasz, Stefan Gilmore, J Ron curse, Doran Armstrong and Jordan Lewis. Let me tell you, let me simplify this list, in my opinion, very quickly for you guys. Jordan Lewis, J. Ron Curse, and Dorrance Armstrong, see ya. Um, Well, Dorrance Armstrong is debatable, but I'm saying bye-bye to J. Ron Curse. I'm saying bye-bye to Jordan Lewis. Thank you for your service. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, I don't know if we can afford him. Um, He's he's had, I think, back-to-back seven and a half-sex seasons. but the guys in the top four, and Pollard, Pollard, see it, probably. Um, yeah. Sorry. But he, I don't want to pay for running back. I just, they're like, Derek Henry needs to go to Dallas. Okay. Uh, which we'll cover that in the off seasons, whatever. Um, yeah. But in, on this list here, who would you keep? Who would you let walk? Um,
1: yeah. So your you're for-sures, I think, have to be Tyron Smith and – Yeah, to bring back, to bring back. Sorry. Um, Your for sure is, I have to be Tyron Smith. And I think, I think Dorrance Armstrong, just because I think he's going to be cheaper. Uh, He, he produces at a, you know, a a C plus, B plus level D end. I think you can get him on a decent deal and he's a good player. Um, Your maybes for me is stefan gilmore and a super maybe is beatish yeah jordan lewis appreciate your appreciate your time um <laughs> tony pollard if you come back on two million dollars a year we'll take you and then Jron ron curse thank you for your service big dog go join dan quinn
0: yeah yeah um, go follow dan quinn i mean and and not?
1: nothing nothing against uh curse it's just like his his and it might have been scheme like we've talked about. It might have been play calling. But, my God, his his play this year, I think I sent a stat a while ago in the, uh, in the group and whatnot about, like, the biggest drop in uh, DVOA or whatever. Uh, not DVOA, but I can't remember what it was. But uh, basically positive play percentage between last EPA. year and this year. Yeah, there we go. EPA between – Last year and this year drop off, and he was like number one. Oh, and I'm like, turtle. yeah, you just can't have that. And so um, those are those are kind of so for sure, Tyron Smith, for sure, Dorrance Armstrong, and maybe on Gilmore and Biatch or Biatch, however you say it.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong. You can go, I just the, my thought was behind it was that you have Sam Williams there. Um, which I get it. He's a penalty machine on special teams. And now that I think about it, that's a that's a Dan Quinn project. Sam Williams was somebody that Dan Quinn really, really wanted. Um, so maybe he gets bounced at draft day. You know, maybe Maybe. maybe we say, Hey, you want you want a sixth and a seventh round pick for Sam Williams? He's your project, not ours. You can take him. We want to get some more draft picks or whatever that's a possibility i'm not saying it should happen um i had high hopes for a guy like him i still think we drafted him too early um but yeah pollard man i mean i I, you know me if you've been listening to this podcast you know me i'm i'm on the train to where i don't want to have to pay 10 plus million dollars for running back especially for someone that was doing quite frankly something that ezekiel elliott could have done um in terms of you know um uh performance. I mean, yards per carry were very similar to what Zeke was doing this year. Um, we needed a physicality back when we got close to the goal line. I'm not in a, you know, it could be scheme too with run design. That could yeah. be the a primary issue as well. And I'm not saying Power is a bad player at all. He was bouncing back from an injury that happened late in 2022, um, which carried on to the season to where he said he was still struggling with it. So you know yeah, like you said, Tony Pollard came back on a really cheap deal and we could afford him, you know, I wouldn't mind it, but I'd be complimenting him with a, a, a back that that could, you know, take up most of the uh, the workload. So yeah. um, if not even with him. Tyron Smith for sure, he is a clamp god. I mean, he is somebody that for sure needs to come back. And I'm a big fan of Tyler Biodich, but if we can somehow get our hands in that Oregon center, um, Oh then, god, yeah. yeah so if we could somehow do that, you know, bye, Tyler. <laughs> You know, produces. Yeah. Thank you, but I do like the Wisconsin boys. I do like those flyover yeah. state centers. They do a great job. Um, and what? What? Re, remind me what you talked about on Gilmore. Did you say for sure? Or maybe. I, I say a maybe, yeah. and the
1: reason I say a maybe is depending on what we're going to do on draft day. Um True. True. And and I've I've said this before about. um you know, like, people coming back from injuries, like, everybody's like, yeah, we got Diggs, we got Bland, we got all these people. Diggs, Diggs will be coming back, hopefully, by spring training, or spring training, preseason. Yeah. Right? And who knows if he's going to be the same player. The Ron Bland, yes, he got to play. He did very good this year. We're not taking anything away from him. His best, his best place on the field is when he's playing slot.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And I mean, Stefan Gilmore is older. Obviously, he was very good this year. I wouldn't mind bringing him back on a cheaper deal, but there's just so much uncertainty with the like yes, the DB room had some good things go on, but there's still a lot of uncertainty with how Diggs is going to come back. Can Bland keep this up for another year? Is he still going to be able to carry carry the, you know, the load with being a one or a two yeah. and not play primarily the slot? And then who do we don't have many people after that? Nobody really got looked at after that. And so that's just where like Stefan Gilmore, you know what you're getting. If he's healthy, you're going to get a B to B plus, maybe an A type player, even in his, even in his later stage of his career. Like we saw it in the Seattle game, like when he wants to step up and has to travel with somebody yeah, he may not be what he used to be, but he's still going to get the job done 85 90% of the time. And so I would I would go with like a closer to maybe to a yes with him just because it gives us a little bit of a safety net on the defensive back position.
0: Yeah, yeah. And another thing too is, is and I mentioned it with Sam Williams, but with Dan Quinn leaving, a lot of those guys that we signed at cornerback and drafted at cornerback were those long-armed prototype cornerbacks that Dan Quinn likes. So yeah. – that's one thing to consider going to 2024 is that we kind of have to revamp whoever it is. I mean, if it's Al Harris, I can see Stefan Gilmore coming back. I think, yeah. Um, I think they, they rally around Al Harris a lot, you know, and I'm not, uh, I don't know if I want Al Harris to be the defensive coordinator, but I know that our guys like him and he's done some great things at the cornerback position under Dan Quinn. Um, and I think he can certainly do a decent job at, at defensive coordinating. Um, but you know those the rest of those guys, like nation Wright, um the guy with the complicated name is Israel Mukwamu, whatever his name is. Yeah. um, like those types of guys, those are long armed Richard Sherman prototype corners that Dan Quinn wanted. So, yeah, we gotta think about if we want to continue going with this direction of scheme or if we want to go a new way, which, like you said, goes back to the draft, you know, do we, yeah. do we do we go after somebody? In the draft we go after somebody in the trade market free agency. Um, so you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think um that's a pretty good breakdown of who to keep on these notable Cowboys free agents, yeah. So all right. Okay, Super Bowl 58 is this Sunday. So, like I said, be responsible, you know, enjoy in, enjoy your time with your friends, family, whoever you're gonna be hanging out with, your dog, um, your whiskey glass, whatever it may be. Um hopefully it's going to be a good entertaining matchup um but you know like you said we got the chiefs winning this one um and hopefully it doesn't happen hopefully the <laughs> oh, actually i don't know but who cares but um yeah so this is track 34 this is super bowl lv i i you can see on the bottom you can subscribe to the podcast you can visit track.pod on instagram to view our link tree and we'll be on apple spotify and youtube you can watch us on video on spotify and youtube um super easy to download you can like subscribe and share with friends and we will be back next wednesday for the last episode of season one before we implement season two in march so and a possible yeah. return of the kid an possible return permanent return of the kid
1: let's go <laughs> 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 all
0: right well Y'all enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, Go Dallas Cowboys. Go Stars. Um, Go Stars, baby. We'll see y'all next Wednesday.